0: Welcome to Caskets and Cocktails, Memoirs of a Cemetery Dude. Get ready for a hilarious dive into the world of death care where cemetery industry veteran Mr. Danny and his daughter Katie will answer all those crazy questions you've been dying to ask. Go ahead and pour yourself a drink, pull up a rocking chair and get ready for some laughs because we guarantee Caskets and Cocktails will be the last ones to let you down.
1: Guys, oh. Katie Lover here with Caskets and Cocktails. I'm Danny Faulkner.
0: I'm her daddy.
1: And we have two extremely special guests.
0: Yes they are very.
1: Yes the, the, we we love them. I, I
0: love both of them.
1: Yes. And
0: I love their offspring.
1: Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So my brother Daniel and his beautiful wife Lauren are here with us today. Say hi guys. What's hey
0: up y'all. dudes? How are you?
1: Yeah. So today we have a This is probably the most popular topic that we get questions on. Uh And because we are getting into spooky, spooky... Season, yeah, spooky season. Spooky season is here. Wow. I,
2: th- I think you're mispronouncing spooky.
1: What, how do you say it?
2: Spooky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was scary. Yeah, that was That, was, that wasn't spooky. <laughs> that was scary. I don't, I think, I'm pretty sure it's
2: illegal to just glaze over the the word. Like, it's, it's definitely spooky.
1: <laughs> Well, with us heading into, I can't even say it, spooky season, everybody always wants to know about ghosts, okay? Oh, okay. We get this question constantly, don't we? Yes. And normally we stick to stuff that happens in the cemetery. Yes. But because this is a special, you say it.
0: Spooky episode. Okay, I'm not gonna do (laughs) that.
1: We are gonna dive into some really creepy ghost stories that have happened to us. We haven't had a lot of experiences, as you guys know, in the cemeteries, but we have lived in some pretty creepy houses. So, why don't you kick us off with a spooky story?
0: I can't say spooky.
1: Okay, good. Uh,
0: Well, my parents bought a house right when I just started dating your mom, and it was, I don't know, 10 acres, 15 acres, something like that, and it had a horse barn and a horse ring and all this stuff. This was back in our days when when Daddy was fancy, and uh, (laughs) uh, it was a real weird house. I mean, it was beautiful to look at. but we got creeped out i mean there were th- noises w- weird noises where it shouldn't have been noises and my brother walked out the front door and turned around and looked and there was somebody standing in his bedroom looking at the window and uh there wasn't anybody there
1: oh my god there wasn't anybody
0: there and uh, we did hear we did hear uh, a lot of voices mm-hmm uh and it was they were saying things that you really couldn't quite understand but uh it really freaked my mom out and mom was a unique character uh she started making phone calls and she found a guy that was a um, what what do you call those? Medium. 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 A medium. Oh. That would
1: not be my go-to move, I <laughs> don't well, think.
0: Well, you know, Dive first. let's yeah. have a priest, let's have a medium. Uh-huh, right. So instead of going the priest route, she went with the medium route, and uh, and you can't make this stuff up. It seems like a misnomer. She should, it should be
2: called heavy. Because it's pretty heavy. It's not medium.
1: Huh? Well, this
2: guy. Oh, You're
1: <laughs> you really killing it on this episode, Daniel.
0: He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he worked at Sears. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> the medium worked at Sears?
0: Yeah. yeah, she called him at his workshop, at his work area uh-huh. at Sears. And uh, she had him come to the house.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, so he came to the house one night. And it was spooky.
1: <laughs> Did he, like, hit. sleep over? She no, was like, hey, would you like to come sleep over?
0: <laughs> no. You're talking about my mama here, you know. <laughs> this <is> getting weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Uh, no, she uh, she called him over, and he brought his, I don't know, it was like a kit. It was You know, like a big briefcase kind of thing. He opened up, and it had cards, and it had bones, and it had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, kind of bones. I don't know, kinda of, like chicken bones, I don't know, some sort of bones. But he threw all this stuff on the table and he started reading his cards and all this sort of stuff. And you know, you were talking about poltergeist. This area was supposedly by the Sears guy, uh an Indian burial ground. And that that I guess when they built the house, it disturbed the burial ground and let some spooks out, and so they were attached to this house. And he was saying they could, they could attach themselves to furniture and stuff like that. So if you go to an antique store and you buy one, bring it home, and a spook gets out. You're but, yeah. Oh man, could you imagine? Give <laughs> me this chair. I just got it. Got it. Got to throw it away. But uh,
2: best chair I've ever had, and it's possessed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was scary. Uh, and I don't, he threw water around and he did some other stuff. And he says, There, you, it's fine. And you seem like it's just regular water. Is this blessed water? Or I don't, is this- I don't know if it was like something you get at Sears. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know if he went, if he went to the spooky water department in Sears. I don't know. But uh, anyway. That, back then, Sears used to be a lot more versatile. Well, you know, they had those big catalogs and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing the spooky water department. But anyway, he did all of this, and he told us, you know, you're fine. Go about your business. Spooks will be gone soon. They were
1: well, like, immediately? They'd have to pack their bags or something? I,
0: I, I, I don't know. I, they had to clean, clean some. I don't know what they were doing. But uh, anyway, uh, we were trying to sell our house, the other house. It, it was just a, a, a whole series of tragic events, and Dad had to file bankruptcy, and we lost the spooky house. And moved back to our other house that we were trying to sell that I liked a lot better than the spooky house. And, uh, but uh, it was just a real strange feeling. You know, you could, you would walk up the stairs and get really cold. Uh, You would always feel like somebody was watching you. Somebody was, and when you thought somebody was watching you and then you heard whispers uh, kind of, language i mean you know you couldn't really understand what they were saying but you knew they were trying to talk to you about something
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was uh real real odd
1: yeah that is that's super creepy mm-hmm. super duper creepy and i know that we have lived in a haunted house as teenagers yeah. and You've got a ton of stories, because I was actually in college when you guys lived there, so I didn't live there full-time, but I definitely had some creepy things. But tell us about an experience in a haunted house from you, Daniel.
2: So I have plenty of haunted house stories. So uh, we lived in a house. It was built when? 1910? Yeah. Yeah, so it was built 1910, like an old antebellum-style house, like the... uh, what is what's that movie? Like uh, Force Gump, <laughs> yeah, like that style house. Anyways, big white house, columns, all the the whole big shebang. So, <clears throat> one day when my friend and I, Ryan, we came home from school after school. I got home. I walked in the doorway, and when I walked in the doorway, there was a small shadowy figure standing at the base of the stairs, and. Of course, it's in the middle of the day, so you're not thinking, first thing, ghost. What you're thinking is there's a criminal in the house. So dad was sitting in the living room, which was to the left of the stairs in another room, and there was a separate back staircase to the house that sort of wound up To the main living area upstairs. So you could take one set of stairs one way and the other set of stairs the other way. I screamed at dad. I said, Dad, there's a criminal. I took off, or a robber, whatever. I took (laughs) off running. I don't know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird.
0: (laughs) There is a a villain.
2: So I take off running up one way, and dad takes off running the other way. I'm pretty sure Ryan just stayed steady
0: yeah. at the bottom. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I'll, don't worry, guys. I'll guard the only way he didn't go. <laughs> and so I take off running up those stairs. Dad takes off running the back stairs, and we all wound up meeting. You, The, the only way to go, you meet up in the center. We met up in the center. The figure was gone. It was this small shadowy figure. And um and so whenever we moved into the house, there was a there was a library area and in one of the bookcases was a an old oil painting of a little girl. And apparently that little girl had passed away. Back in, whatever, 1920, 1930, and they had the wake inside of the house, which means that they left her on the table for several weeks for everybody. I don't know how long the wakes go, but they left her on the table for everybody to come by and see
1: so one of the things that was super creepy when we found that out there were uh, we were at dinner one night and there were like a whole bunch of older ladies and they came over and they were like oh you just moved to town we were friends with i know i don't know annabelle who, whatever the little girl was who and then they proceeded to tell us yeah when she died her coffin was in your dining room we were all like oh excuse me <laughs> yeah
2: super weird <laughs> And so, like, you know, at night, you know, I I was in high school, so we'd have uh, friends over, have parties and stuff like that. I'd sleep in my bedroom. I'd, of course, hear all sorts of noises, and, and friends would be sleeping in the other room. One of my friends... Um uh Fletcher, he would always get scared. He refused to he he got scared real easy. So he
1: don't, don't call him <laughs> out, Fletcher. Yeah.
2: He uh he refused to sleep over there after after getting haunted out a couple of times because he would hear people running up and down the stairs all night long. He'd hear the the um the what's the heater thing? Oh, the radiator the radiator thing, the knob turning off and on, he'd hear that. Um and everybody would hear that, but you'd hear music playing, old-timey music, like 1920s-style music playing all the time. I re- Do you remember, Dad, one time I was asleep, and I heard just a pounding just over and over and over all night, and it lasted for like oh. two hours, I know. And the next morning I woke up, and I was like, Dad, you know, last night – I mean, this is going to sound real weird, but were you and mom like uh, getting it? Oh,
0: and, uh, and he
2: was like, What time? I said, It was like two o'clock. It lasted for like three hours. He was like, Hell no, that wasn't me. <laughs> that was a real for me. <laughs> But yeah, I, I all that stuff happened all the time. Like, and you had friends that mm-hmm. got haunted out too.
1: Yeah, I had a girlfriend who actually was, in, Daniel was at college, and uh, she stayed in his room, and she heard that as well. But she was having a dream, and she was dreaming that a little girl was punching word the word help into the wall and she said when she woke up she was so frightened and she was completely tucked into the covers like someone had come and taken their hands and like chopped it in around her body to where it was just tucked directly under her legs and she was wedged in but she said the most disturbing thing was she said she she hopped up she's terrified she runs across the hall to my room and she's like, "Oh, there's a ghost in my room. There's a ghost in my room." And I was like, "It's okay. Come back to bed." And I didn't even care at all. I guess yeah, I, you get so used to it. Weird. I
2: mean, like to be honest, I was. We lived there. That was one of the longest houses that we ever lived yeah. in. And I was, I was fine with it. Like I, I knew that it was haunted. I knew there was ghosts. But they never really – the only place that was a little bit weird was the basement. I tried to spend a little time there. But, uh, (laughs) uh, like, we did make the mistake of doing the whole Ouija board thing one time, but nothing came of it. And, uh, it, but the, I mean, I guess you didn't need the Ouija board cause it worked. I mean, the house was they just were like, haunted. We're here, bitch. Period. Just yeah. He's like, yeah. we've been making it known the whole time, dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they were not, they were, they were definitely not shy, uh, to let you know that they were there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well guys, um, I actually lived in a haunted house as well. And this was a house that me and my husband owned kind of, um, right after we got married, maybe three or four years after we got married, and it was in a cute little downtown square. We had um, a train, railroad tracks, and actually the the house Daniel was just talking about had railroad tracks right yeah, behind it as true. well. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things, everyone in our area, in our downtown square area, had issues. They um, had some problems with ghosts and so stuff would happen cabinets would open they would shut you'd go to sleep Uh, this was at my neighbor's house they would go to sleep and wake up and all of their cabinets in their kitchen were open and so it's kind of well known that a lot of the energy was brought through by the train is what all the locals said (laughs) they said oh yeah they're here because of the train and I don't I don't quite get that but in our little house we had a cute little house with the most horrifying basement on the face of the planet. It was like, it was, it was like kind of a dirt basement. There was a,
2: it's like a home alone basement.
1: It was. There was like a toilet down there for some reason. I don't know why. Like a working toilet in the basement. Um, it was dirt floor. Our washer and our dryer were downstairs. And we could... My husband is so not into ghosts or anything like that. And so I kind of mentioned to him, I said, Hey, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable when I'm in the basement. Um, I said, I just feel like a really negative energy. I feel like when I'm washing clothes, somebody is standing directly behind me. I said, and I turn around and there's nobody there. I said, but I just feel like an angry spirit. And my husband shocked me. He goes, oh, yeah. He said, I know. He, He goes, I think it's a man, and I think he stands in that corner over there. And I was like, what? Oh, my God, what is happening? So what is so crazy is I started doing our laundry at the laundromat because I was so scared about going to the basement. Neither one of us wanted to just go down there. And so like Brian went down and had a talk with him, the ghost, and was just like, listen dude, you're, you're cool to stay here. Do you just stay in your corner and we will not mess with you if you don't mess with us. So that was basically it. it. And I felt, I felt okay. After that, um, so he negotiated a treaty. He he negotiated a treaty. I I didn't go down there, man. He stayed down there, so we were we were pretty good, I think. So that was kind of one of the spookiest things that I felt, but we did have some ghost hunters knock on our door one day and they were like, Hey, we, we hear everybody's house is haunted around here. Is your house haunted? We're like, Oh yeah, he's in the basement. And, um, they wanted to do an investigation. And at first I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be awesome. And so, He called me back, and we really thought about it. And then I thought, oh, my God, I have to live here. Like, what if it is some terrifying demon that's down there? And then I have to sleep upstairs. I would just rather not know. I mean, we already negotiated our deal with him yeah, for right. to he could have the basement and just leave us alone and it was working out fine for both of us so we yeah, we would, definitely passed i would
0: be afraid that he would think you're going back on your word exactly <laughs> and exactly all hell would break
1: oh us. i know i yeah. know so um <laughs> Well, guys, we have another crazy story. It's mm-hmm. going to come up after the break. But I just want to say another big thank you to Lindsay. You are such a sweetheart. You're very supportive of the show. And um, you are a Patreon subscriber. So, guys, if you love the show, go out and donate on Patreon. It really helps us to be able to keep the show going. And we appreciate it. Anything. There's awesome stuff you can get for as low as $2. And Lindsay, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we appreciate um, your question.
2: There's no way. Well, welcome
1: back. This is our so spooky,
2: spooky.
1: <laughs> episode, spooky. and one of the things that we've been talking about I each episode funny. lately is about our cocktails, and Lauren, share with us a little bit about the cocktail you're drinking tonight. I'm drinking a nice Chardonnay. It's called Eve Chardonnay from Charles Smith Wines I'm out of Washington State. It's very light and crisp, and and good so try it out yes we love a good cocktail at caskets and cocktails and um we just wanted to leave you with an a kind of creepy story and if you live close to railroad tracks uh watch out
0: well the house that we had that daniel talked about earlier uh, that we and you talked about uh, with all the ghosts and all that sort of stuff. We had a smaller kitchen in that house, and uh, we had a little television on top of the refrigerator. And when we were working in the kitchen, we'd have the television on and all that sort of stuff. Well, when we went to bed, we'd always turn the TV off. Mm-hmm. Well, it started coming on. In the middle of the night, like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, it would come on. And uh, so I'd have to go, it would wake me up, I'd have to go in there and turn the TV off. And uh, there was a railroad track behind the house. So I told my wife, I said, baby, I said, it's just the fact maybe a train comes by, the electronics, the switches or whatever, it just turns the television on. And so that
2: seems like a, a, I mean that seems like a plausible explanation for like an an insane person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she bit. She believed it. So, uh, anyway, so, yeah,
1: so in your head you're like, it's suddenly the train. Oh my God, my health is on it. Yeah, <laughs> trains
2: turn on TVs. That's what they do. <laughs> I lost my remote. Where's the train? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's just. Well, 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 how do you explain it? You know, so I explained it, and it worked for just a little bit. And uh, so she was telling people, you know, that we've got this television. Every time a train comes by, it 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 turns on.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. And they're all looking at her.
0: <laughs> well, there's two things. Somebody said, "Well, you know, the trains don't come by at night." They stop running at like six o'clock in the evening. the The law won't let them come through town past six o'clock. Well, that kind of blew that one out the window. And then it started changing channels. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the first time it changed channels, we had it on the news when it we turned it off. And then it changed channels to a murder show. Oh God. And uh, that was kind of hard for me to explain to (laughs) them. We unplugged it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not, I couldn't afford to move.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> You're just kind of stuck. Yeah, exactly. But not only did it just do that with the TV, it was basically anything that was a new electronic yeah. that came in the house, it would want to play with. And so it would turn radios on. It would turn make alarm clocks go off. It would make turn any new TV on and off. So yeah. it was one of those things where it was like, if it was something new, new that came in, it would happen for probably two, three, four weeks. And then it was like they were like, okay, we get it now and we're done and they would stop playing with it. Well
0: see the thing about this house is that during World War One where we lived, that was where they sent all the pilots for training. That's where Charles Lindbergh learned to fly. That's cool. And the people that lived in that house would entertain the pilots for that that fought in World War One, and uh, so all of this I'm thinking is like a slip in time. You hear the screaming on the football game; somebody just scored. That, and actually, that's the my three year old grandson. But uh, it's it's it was just really so weird that the music we heard was back in the 20s or the teens the noises that we heard were back in the teens and so all of this all of this new electronics was news to all those guys that may have fought and died in world war one and because they had so much fun at that house that's where they came back to yeah that's my theory, and uh, I'm sticking to I was it.
2: At, I was at a bar one time, and I met the girl that lived in the house prior to us, and she said, she was like, yeah, I used to wake up all the time with uh, my alarm clock going off at random hours, everything like that, and... And all of her, their electronics did weird stuff as well. It, it, so, I mean, it, it, it crept from family to family. It stayed in the house.
0: Is that the, is that the girl that painted her room purple? It
2: was, it was like a... It was a maroon.
1: <laughs> it was a dark room. <laughs> it was hard to paint over. We <laughs> knew to have that. Yeah. Well, guys, we just love answering your questions. And this spooky episode was really brought to you by um, a Patreon subscriber. So if you want to get your question answered, maybe you will have a whole episode dedicated to you like Lindsay. So thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, Also, you guys (laughs) Be I'm, sure, I'm not going
0: to say her last name. Yeah. Mims.
1: <laughs> be sure to check out Caskets and Cocktails um, on all the social media platforms. Also, be sure to check us out on our website. We have lots of cool stuff on our website. As well as c- support us on Patreon. Because remember, Caskets and Cocktails will, will be, be the, the last ones to, ones to let, let you down. down. So, Daddy, do you know about Patreon? No, tell me
0: all about it.
1: All about it. So, Patreon is a way that our listeners, who we love...
0: We love them.
1: ...can support the show. We love doing the show. I do. I do, too. And we want to do more of the show. I get
0: to spend time with you.
1: I... Aww. That's so sweet. Aww. Aww. I've always
0: wondered about that. Aww. (laughs) But anyway... (laughs) (laughs)
1: But our new Patreon page is up, and for just $2, you can get exclusive access to content and ad-free versions of our episodes. What if they pay $5? Oh my gosh, it's going to blow your mind. Oh man,
0: I'm excited about this. That's
1: not in my bullets. Oh. But there is stuff out there for lots of different options. So $2, $5, a bunch of other stuff out there. Go out, check it out today, and guess what? What? There's a super special surprise for our first 50 Patreons, so get out there and subscribe. Now!